Hello, this is A.R. Bernard, and welcome to my podcast. My objective, it's simple, to create a platform where you can be educated, informed, and inspired as you navigate the intersection of faith and culture. If you have no faith, maybe you'll find it here. So, thanks for tuning in. Welcome, family, and thank you again for joining us. I'm so excited about today's service, especially from last week's service. It was amazing. And Pastor Bernard, you caused some trouble. People were commenting. Uh, they wanted uh, more information. They were like, okay, about, wait, wait, wait. About what? Uh, the, uh, the spirit. You know, what, what does that mean for the spirit? Wait, the soul, is, is it, are we a tripart being? You know, bi, you know the trichotomy, you know, the, the bichotomy. It's like, you really caused a, a stir. Even I started when, trouble. Yeah, even when we went on live, you saw people trying to ask questions about the very thing you preached. So, but uh, it was amazing. Um, so I need to do a teaching. Yes, yes, All you right. do. So what I'll do because we're gonna start having Bible study yes. during the week. We're determining what day would be best for that. Um, I will do an in-depth look um, at that whole idea of dichotomous versus trichotomous mm-hmm. nature of man, okay? In fact, yes. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put it on the board. Yeah, put it on the board. Right, but I'll put it on there in a minute, but first we're gonna talk about how things are going because COVID updates and, you know, there's still some of our people out there who are still dealing with the loss of loved ones, yes. dealing with sickness mm-hmm. uh, in themselves, um, you know, and some contracted COVID. Yeah, it's, it's slowing down, but no matter how slow it gets, when you hear about the loss and the death of a loved one, it still doesn't, you know, help. It, uh, there's no numbing to the, the, the calls that come in through right. pastoral care. And, uh, you know, I just, so I just want to say thank you to all of the individuals that have been pouring in, uh, helping out, volunteering through our pastoral care, making the phone calls. You know, it, it's meaning a lot to a lot of individuals. So. Now, what phone calls are these? Because, you know, some of our viewers don't know about what we're doing as a community of faith in Christian Cultural Center. We have a f- team of people yes. who are actually calling yep. our members just yes. to check up on them. Yeah, we, we, right now we're, we're, I think we're at the uh, 12,000 mark of okay. phone calls that we have made. I know there's over 15,000 phone calls that we're trying to make, and we're just doing our checkup calls and saying, hey, how you doing? How's everything going? That's the, the regular checkup phone call. And then we also have the prayer call in the morning, which is amazing, and it's going really well. Now, the prayer call is, I understand, 6 o'clock in the morning? Yes. From 6 a.m. to 6.30, so it's half yes. an hour. So what happens? People call in and well, giving prayer requests or, or th- There are different ways, uh, whether through the phone calls, mm-hmm. we, we're receiving prayer requests uh, through social media, through the uh, email address, through the website. We're receiving a prayer, uh, prayer request. And then from there, we take a list and we have a specific order and we pray for the individuals and the uh, prayer requests, as well as we do a corporate prayer for everything that's going on. Wow. We have scripture reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a scripture for the day. And, you know, it's, Elder Beverly is doing an excellent job, you know, spearheading that. Yes, yes. You know, old school Elder Beverly is it. amazing because sometimes we got to go back to the roots. That Pentecostal yes. spiritual yes. warfare yep. motif. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got some of the numbers. And you did an interview with Minister Aaron Jenkins. Yes, it was a great interview. Which will be available, right? How how are people going to see that? 
how do they see that? The interviews that we're starting to do, we're pulling it out of Sunday service, and we're going to let it lay on our social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Okay, good. The different good. accounts so that people are, are So if they miss it, it in the service, yes. mm -hmm. they can still see that interview. Yes. Okay, that's, that's really important because I think people need to hear in detail. And the numbers, uh, I saw one count was up to like 800 uh, people in, in one call. We had, we had close to that, uh, over 1,000. Wow. On, on one call. And it's just the, when you, what Minister Aaron does is at the end, you know, he lets, he unmutes everybody's mic. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, a thunder, thunderous cry to wow. heaven. Wow. And it sounds amazing. It's, it's just. A thousand people praying. Yes. At the same time. Yes. At yes. six to six thirty in the morning. Multiple tongues, multiple cries. It's just, it, and it's not one of, um, uh, despair, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. one of hope, excitement. Uh, it's energetic. Excellent, excellent. Mm -hmm. So it's six to six thirty in the morning, and mm -hmm. again ten o'clock at night, right? Well, Friday night was ten o'clock okay. at night. Okay. Uh, but the, uh, the days Monday to Friday, six in the morning, and we're going to add another time for the West Coast individuals, uh, so they can participate because six in the morning is three o'clock in the morning yeah, in the yeah, yeah, West Coast. So we're working on or something. That's true. Like so that. we think about all of our members, partners, yes. and friends nationally and globally because uh, even with our Sunday services in the chat, mm -hmm. you can see people from Guatemala, yes. from Singapore, uh, from Asia, Africa, Africa, yeah, all over the yes. place. So London is just, yeah. you're on a global scale, Pastor. You're doing some big things. Well, you know, we're trying to keep our CCC family connected, and that family is made up not just of members of our church, but partners and friends mm -hmm. and supporters from uh, around the world. I think that it's important that we understand that churches all over are trying to understand the best way to do this. Yes. We continue to evolve. We're going to make changes. <laughs> we're going to tweak it. But we're all trying to figure out what's the best way, what's the best practices. I was on the phone with uh, Bishop Dale Bronner. And we were comparing notes <laughs> on what we're doing, how we're doing it, and what's happening down in, in, in Georgia. You know, um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to figure this out. Yep. But I hope you appreciate all the time that our staff put into this during the week to make all of this come together so we can meet as a family. And believe me, we're looking forward <laughs> to gathering yes. again in the brick and mortar building. Yes. But I do believe that there's gonna be a new normal. Things are going to change. Well, Dr. Mar, let me let me first say, you know, for the many of us that are impacted by what is going on, thank you because you have taken us uh, through a journey of the scriptures. You've broken it down, but lately, and what we've noticed is that you're not just showing us what the scripture said, but now you're showing us the personal walk with Jesus Christ, and that is amazing. That's significant because very rarely uh, do you see a pastor. Uh, be vulnerable enough to show their personal walk. You know, you talk about, you know, the, from the dark place, you know, dealing with the coronavirus to, you know, your, your prayer life, you know, then looking at, you know, how the soul and, and the body, you know, is, is, it interacts with one another. And, you know, so thank you for that. Well, you know, I, the transparency, the vulnerability, and, you know, I try to balance that, that out, uh, keeping my my, my, my man, you ego intact. You don't want to lose your man. No, 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 no. No, but, but uh, really, this is coming out of my walk with God, my journey. And I think those are the deep places that people need to hear from and want to hear from. Uh, I think that's important. So, you know, I would like to open things up, not open things up, but bring in the whole idea of prayer. And we're going to need another week 
you know, to, to really walk through prayer and what does that mean, especially in a time of crisis. Yes. And I want to change the way people think about prayer and the prayer experience because so much teaching has put or made God the genie in the box. Yes. It's called the, 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 the lamp rub prayer. The lamp rub prayer. Yes. So if I rub the lamp, yes. God pops out and I'll wish, wish is yes. the man. You know, and that's far from the truth for so many reasons when mm -hmm. we read stories in the Bible of individuals who prayed at different levels and in different circumstances and situations. You know, it wasn't rubbing, you no. know, the lamp so people, you know, so that uh, your wish is my command. So let me first, if, if I may, um, talk about that whole soul and body. And the reason was because I was trying to share what I was going through. And as this COVID virus continues to be explored and and, and, and understood, you know, they're coming out with a longer list of symptoms. Yeah. I'll, I'll share this, you know, and I was careful thing, <laughs> how much I share. I didn't realize how much I had, had gone through in terms of the symptoms of that virus because mm -hmm. when I was in the hospital, I felt like my feet were on fire. And I thought it was because I was dehydrated and I looked down at my, my ankle area and my heel and it was purple and the skin was peeled off of it, mm. and it was sensitive. So I had to sleep with my feet out from under the covers. Uh, because if I put the cover on, if I mm -hmm. put anything on my feet, it would bother me, Man. right? So I know that that's the nervous system. So that continued for two weeks after I left the hospital. So when I got home, you know, I, I, I thought it again because it was dry skin, but it was purple. Yeah. You know, and it looked like it like almost like eczema. Mm. And so I put uh, hydrocortisone cortisone on there and that made it burn real bad. And then it went away and it got better. Now it's all cleared up and mm -hmm. I, got, I got my feet back. But <laughs> uh, on one uh, report, it came up that one of the new symptoms that, not new, but one of the symptoms that they're now adding to the list is people experiencing purple lesions on their feet. Wow. So I'm saying, wow, I, I went through all of these things and they're continuing to discover some of the symptoms associated with this virus. This is an insidious thing. Yeah. And, and we're gonna delve into you know, uh, more of the background of COVID because I, I wanna talk about that where it started, how it started, what the implications are economically. I want to take a prophetic, analytical look at it. And but, people are asking for that. They're, they're, you saw on the, on the live. You know, yeah, they, <laughs> they, they, they want to know. But again, you know, on a Sunday service like this, I can do but so much yeah. and go but mm -hmm. so deep because we have people at so many different levels of faith and understanding and biblical knowledge and, and levels of maturity. You know, so I'm going to have to do that Bible study class and we'll announce it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know up to how many people can be a part of it, but. You know, we'll, we'll see. It depends on what platform and how we design okay, it. Okay, excellent. Because I understand maybe up to a thousand people or, mm -hmm. you know, we'll see. But let me talk about this soul and body thing. Let me, let me get back to this, if I may. Yeah, it, that's significant. You know, talking about the soul and the body okay. and then that we're going into prayer, too. Yeah. And, and, and let me say this. Uh, to you. The Bible, and I'll say this to our audience, the Bible without question, it's very important, without question, teaches that we are spirit, 
soul, and body. There's that physical aspect of us, and there is that also that, that uh, incorporeal, immaterial, invisible aspect of who we are. Who is the essential person? You know, uh, I think we have lived through certain translations, and as a result of those translations, we have come to certain conclusions that are not consistent with the text. Like where in Genesis it says, and God breathed mm -hmm. into uh, man, Adam, the breath of life. In other words, God animated the physical body. When it says that he, he made him from the dust of the earth, you know, it's simply saying in a very elementary way that God took the elements of the physical world and put this body together. But it took the life of God, the life force of God, to animate this body. Mm -hmm. And he became, a, in the King James it says, a living soul. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what throws people off, right? Because in other translations, better translated, it says he became a living being. Mm -hmm. Remember, he was introduced as a new species. And I'll throw this in there, a little nugget <laughs> for those of you who have been in our spiritual warfare uh, course. It was this very event that started the war. And we're going to talk about, especially in, in the book that I'm working on. Yeah, All right. you, you know, you know they, they, they actually, it wins the next spiritual warfare class. Uh, yeah. And, and want to know, you know, dealing with the COVID-19, uh, coming out of the spiritual warfare class, what are the spiritual implications behind of all of the COVID-19? You know, it's funny. I was looking back at a text message that I sent in the middle of January to one of our members. And in that text, I said, we are entering a season of intense spiritual activity mm -hmm. that will require a depth of knowledge, a depth of understanding, and prayer warriors to stand up. Yeah. I didn't know, and here we are. Yeah, the spiritual warfare class was not coincidental, coming no, looking at what no. we're dealing with in COVID-19. No. So, so again, let me say, all right, uh, without question, all right, the Bible teaches that humanity possesses a physical body, a soul, and a spirit. That's important. The challenge is understanding how these aspects of human nature connect to each other and how they relate to each other. And there are two streams of thought mm -hmm. historically in Christianity. And one of those are consistent with an anthropological study of other religions around the world and other cultures. Mm. And that is called, so there are those who believe in a dichotomy or dichotomous, I'll make sure I spell it right, makeup of humanity. And di means two, mm -hmm. all right? So, and, and basically with this, it's, it's, it's soul, and its body, okay? But they also believe that man has a spirit. Even though they subscribe to this dichotomous view of human nature, how humans are designed. But their emphasis in soul and body, they acknowledge that the Bible teaches that man has a spirit, but for them, the relationship between these two are so similar and so close that the similarities tend to blur any dis distinctions between them. Mm. Got it? Yeah. Now, the other school of thought is tri 
Cotamus. And of course, die meaning two, tri meaning three. Mm -hmm. And this is where they believe distinctly that man is spirit, soul, and body. And in most evangelical circles, not most, I, I, I mean I say that, in, in a significant portion of evangelical circles, this is what's believed. Mm. This is what's subscribed to. Charismatics, Pentecostal, Word of Faith, all right? This is what, you know, I was introduced to in the early days. And, you know, I bought what I was taught. So, yeah. you know, that's what you develop. And, but that's why you have to have a living, uh, growing, loving relationship with God. Because you're saying, okay, I never arrive. Yeah. I'm always learning. Mm -hmm. I'm seeking. I'm searching. I'm trying to understand this better. You know, in fact, we never arrive. And if everybody, anybody tells you they've arrived at the knowledge of God, <laughs> Leave pray for them. <laughs> Leave them alone and pray for <laughs> yes. them. Yes. All right? Yeah, yeah. A human being without finite mind, we're yeah. going to know God, infinite God. But, but these are the two schools of thought. A dichotomous view of human nature, mm -hmm. which emphasizes soul and body. And I will tell you, this is the one that is widespread around the world, anthropologically, different cultures, other religions, all right? And it's one that's used in philosophy mm -hmm. and in psychology, all right? And again, because the challenge is these two are used so interchangeably. And then let me throw another word in there, heart, mm. which is used to think of spirit, okay? But this neatly packages it, and that's why um, in the evangelical, charismatic, Pentecostal, word of faith circles, all right, they say that spiritual death means that your spirit is dead to God. Yeah. It has no sensitivity. So they think of this in terms of God consciousness and this soul as self-consciousness and the body as consciousness of the external world. All right? Mm -hmm. The outside world, the physical, material world. And, and it's nice and neat, okay? But the problem is the relationship and the connection between these two. Because if you say that you were spiritually dead before you were born again, before Jesus came into your life, before you experienced a new birth, which I prayed last, last week at the end mm -hmm. of the service, yep. all right? Then you say that people who have not been born again all right, have no God consciousness. But that's not true. Mm -mm. People around the world who've never been born, that's why we have so many religions, because we have a God consciousness inside of us. We may say that that spirit is not, is not in tune with the true revelation of God that we believe as Christians, is through mm -hmm. Jesus Christ and Yahweh in the Old Testament. But to say that, that man has no consciousness of God, that's not true. Mm. See? That's why we have so many religions. Yeah. Because we're conscious that there's the divine, that there's something greater than ourselves, we, religion is simply our attempts to codify that feeling, that sensitivity into ritual and practice and tradition. Mm. Got it? So this, this, is, this is very real. And, and let me say something very important to you who are listening as well. Because, you know, we got some deep scholars out there. <laughs> and we got some of our SLI students mm -hmm. who started talking about this last Sunday. All right. Let me, let me make this statement because it's important. These are dogmas 
all right? And a dogma is a, is a commonly held opinion. So there's a commonly held opinion of a dichotomous view of, the human, of human nature, all right? And there's a common opinion of the trichotomous view of human nature. And, 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 and when you hear dogma versus doctrine, dogma is common opinion. Mm -hmm. Doctrine is the official opinion of the church. So when it comes to CCC, we have an official opinion about this, all right? Our doctrine. Yep. All right, and I'm not going to talk about that now, but <laughs> when we do the Bible study so class wrong. and break this all down, so I'm going to give our official <laughs> position on this. All right, but no, let me just say this, that both of these theories are biblical. In other words, you can find them in the, Bibli in, yep. in the Bible, all right? You get challenged in how you're applying your hermeneutics, which we'll talk about in that class, all right? But neither interpretation is heretical. So don't say if someone believes this, they're wrong and it's heresy. That's not true. All right? Don't say if someone believes this, they're wrong and that's heresy. Because at the end of the day, all right, I can make a strong argument for both. Yep. Yes, you can. And sometimes there are things in the Bible that you can make a strong argument for both sides. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's why at the end of the day, you think about this, in your walk with God, with all that you know, with all that you believe, all right, the, the bigger question is, have I lived my life humbly, mm -hmm. charitably, mm -hmm. with mercy, and with justice? Because if I have not lived that way, then everything else means nothing. Can you give that list again? Humbly. Am I humble? Mm -hmm. Am I charitable? Am I merciful? And am I just? I got you, people. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what's important. Mm -hmm. How much you know and how much you can articulate, it's wonderful. It you know, satisfies the curiosity and our search for knowledge. But at the end of the day, you know, are we expressing the image of Christ mm. in humility, in, 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 in charitableness, in mercy, and in justice? Yeah. See, because prayer comes back to those four words. Yes. Because praying in the name of Jesus is not using the name of Jesus as some incantation or magic word. So at the end of my <laughs> prayer, I say, in the name of Jesus, like I would say, alakazam, alakazoop. <laughs> no, that's not what it means. It is praying in the mindset and the spirit yep. and the attitude and the character of Jesus. Mm -hmm. See, is this something he would ask the Father for? So we have to understand that. So we're going to get into this uh, a lot more. But today, we want to talk about prayer. And it's going to take us two Sundays to really unpack this. And I want to talk about prayer from a different perspective. Let me make a statement. And why this is important is because, and again, going back to the soul and the body. Mm -hmm. The soul is the mind, will, and emotions, the place where we think where we feel and we exercise our will. We exercise judgment, we exercise our will. The body makes the soul visible. Yes. Say it again. The body makes the soul visible. The soul is invisible, mm -hmm. it's immaterial, all right? It's also immortal. And that's important because mm -hmm. we got uh, a question that came in through <laughs> our email and a woman was saying, uh, Dr. Bernard, how could, the, how could it be 
that, that, you know, the soul is immortal, given the fact, and I thought it was interesting how she said <laughs> that, given the fact. So she was making something a fact. Yep. Given the fact that when we die, the soul stops thinking, the soul stops feeling, and the soul uh, uh, stops exercising its will. And that's far from the truth. <laughs> because when you go to the story of Lazarus and the rich mm -hmm. man, when Lazarus dies and the rich man, and they're having this conversation. Yeah. Right? Yep. And, and there's recognition. There's memory. There is some type of, of um, body mm -hmm. that is not physical. And there's, there's, there's desire and yet within they that. Can, because the only thing that they had to recognize each other when they were on earth, all right, was a physical body. Yep. So how is it now you're in the realm of the dead? Right? And there's still that recognition. Mm -hmm. You remember the text? Talked yes. about the rich man and mm -hmm. Lazarus and, you know, going down the rich man starts saying, well, you know, go back and, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. tell my brothers. Yeah, you know. that this is real. Yeah. yeah. So again and again, mm -hmm. there is this, this non-material uh, figure that comes out. So Paul says there are bodies celestial, there are bodies terrestrial, you know, and, and, and we have to learn to understand this. So, uh, and let me say this also, God did not create us to die. Mm -hmm. He created us to live, all right? So when he made that body, he made it to live, not die. It was immortal, just like the soul. But when the decision of Adam and Eve was made, mm -hmm. sin enters, death enters, all right? Now it is that body that becomes mortal. Mm -hmm. But the soul does not become mortal. It is still immortal. It is that which lives beyond this present world. All right? So that's why there, there's a, it's a challenge because that's true also of the spirit. Yeah. The Bible teaches. So are the spirit and the soul one and the same? Are they distinctly different? And we're going to talk about that in the class. Yeah, because you're going to start them, start them up again. I can imagine what the chat is looking like right now. So, so the body makes the soul visible. In other words, what you do in and with your body mm -hmm. reveals your soul. Ooh. It reveals who you are. It reveals how you think. It reveals how you feel and reveals how you exercise your will. Wow. That's, that's real. That's deep. That's <laughs> deep. Because, you know, I, I remember one time we were driving and mommy was like, uh, I can't stand that person so ugly. I said, what do you mean she's so ugly? She said, no, I'm not talking about the way she looks. It's the way she's acting. Ah. And I said, wow, you can claim, you know, that type of adjective to somebody's soul. And it's it, out of something like that, that's... That's, and that's why we making this distinction between soul and body and eventually spirit is important. Because remember, when I was in the hospital, right, mm -hmm. it was my soul that was trying to help me make sense of what was happening to my body. Mm. It wasn't yes. my body trying to understand <laughs> it. It was my soul trying to make sense of what was happening with my body. Mm -hmm. So my, 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 my mind you know, which is, is, is a very important faculty of the soul because it's where I'm thinking, I'm processing information, how I'm feeling about that information, and what decisions and choices am I going to make as a result of that information. So here my body's going through stuff, right? And also my mind is responding to things that are not physical. 
like the darkness, like the feeling of, you know, being out of my body and walking around the room and, 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 and still knowing that I'm, I'm laying in the bed. <laughs> you know, we, we're trying to sort through all this stuff. And I know some of you, even Christians, because we have to be careful here because New Age talks about astral flight and yes. out-of-body experience. But what does that mean as a Christian? Some of you have experienced it, and you're afraid to talk about it, and you should be because everybody's not going to understand. Nope. <laughs> All right, but we're going we're gonna to unpack some mm -hmm. of that stuff. That's why I'm looking forward to this Bible study. Yes. I hope we can keep it going yep. because we could tackle a lot of the subject matter that we just don't have enough time and not the really appropriate on, on, on a Sunday service. Yeah. So I want to talk about prayer because, remember, this happened during Lent, this yes. whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. All right? And it, Lent is about three practices, prayer, mm -hmm. right, fasting, and acts of charity, mm -hmm. all right? So prayer, how can we now think of prayer beyond God, I, 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 I need help with my rent, <laughs> Lord, heal my body, Lord, I, I want a new house, Lord, you know, things in the mm -hmm. realm of things, and, and that's why prayer and fasting go together, because when we understand what fasting is, we'll understand why it's so tied to prayer, mm. all right? But prayer is not just petitioning God. It's not just interceding on behalf of someone else, all right? It's not the, just the prayer of faith. I'm trying to go through the list of all these different <laughs> prayers that people talk about, you know? Uh, true prayer requires us to elevate our mind and our heart. Mm. See? Because you're talking to God. Yes. The omnipotent God. It's like if I know that you're an expert, you're knowledgeable, you have a position of power and influence mm. and resources, and I'm coming to talk to you, that's going to be a different conversation yes. than I would have with someone else who's not in that position. Mm -hmm. Right? I've got to elevate my conversation, I've got to elevate my thinking. I've got to elevate my emotions, my judgments, all of that in order to have this conversation with you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you cannot come to Jesus, come to God the Father as a little child, though he welcomes that. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about a living, growing, loving yes. relationship. So as you grow in prayer, all right, and grow in your knowledge of God and you mature as a Christian, that changes your prayer life. You see? Yes. Because That's prayer is intimately tied to your walk with God and your level of maturity, your level of biblical knowledge and knowledge of God, your level of discernment, your level of trustworthiness, it's tied to your calling, all right? Because people think that we can just go to God and, get what, and he'll give us whatever information we want. No, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. There's information that you couldn't handle nope. that, that you don't need, right? Mm -hmm. Or information that belongs to someone else's purpose. Mm, that's good. You know, when we look at Daniel and the level that that man was praying, 21 days, yeah. consistently interceding, right, and praying on behalf of a nation of people. He wasn't praying for himself. His calling was into the king's court along with Nebuchadnezzar, all right, as one of the king's advisors. But what was God's plan because also prayer is tied to God's agenda. Yep. 
God's not going to let you pray for something and give you something, all right, that's going to undermine his agenda. That's good. That's another one. So here's Daniel. He's praying, and he's reaching into the realms of incredible spiritual warfare. He's dealing with national principalities and forces of darkness, and they're resisting this prayer. And a lot of it he doesn't know is going on. Mm -hmm. So there are times we enter realms of prayer, which is stirred because it was the Spirit of God that stirred him to pray like that, right? That we don't have full knowledge or understanding. In fact, one of the other realities in prayer is the present human condition. The Apostle Paul says in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, verse 12, he said, we know in part. Mm -hmm. We prophesy in part. We see through a glass darkly, which means we don't have all the information. We're looking and, and things are veiled to us. And that's why we're trying to discern it, all right, in ways that we best can discern it. So you have to think about this in prayer. And God set this up intentionally. Mm -hmm. So prayer is tied to your calling, God's agenda, you know, uh, the conditions of this present age. Your experience, your, mm -hmm. your, your capacity, you know, it's like when he took, uh, when he, Jesus went up to the Mount of Transfiguration, he took Peter, James, and John. Why didn't he take the other disciples, the other nine? It was just three of the 12. Mm -hmm. They were not ready to occupy that space mm -hmm. that Jesus was bringing, bringing them into. They were going to see his glory. They were going to see two dimensions of existence side by side and alive. They were going to see, Matthew chapter 17, where you can mm -hmm. read it. They were going to see uh, Elijah the prophet. Mm -hmm. yep. They were going to see Moses. And why those two? Because it said that the gospel would be testified to, the good news of Messiah would be testified to by the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. Who represents the law? Moses. Yep. Who represents the prophets? Elijah. They were going to be privy to all this. And even they struggled to handle it well. <laughs> because once they saw yep. Jesus, Elijah, and Moses, the first thing they want to do is worship. They yep. want to make gods worship. out of these individuals because mm -hmm. they're so blown away. So what do they say? It's good for us to be here, Jesus. So we're going to make a tabernacle mm -hmm. to Elijah, an altar. Mm -hmm. To Elijah, one to Moses, and one to you too, Jesus. And then the voice says, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Yes. So again, God's got to deal with our tendency as human beings to react to miraculous things, to react uh -oh. to phenomenal things. He's got to be aware of how we're going to react. Yeah, and it's so true because like when Fonzo was laying there. Your brother. And, yeah, my brother. Yeah. Uh, and he was laying in, in the hospital. He's you know, dead. They, they called it. And I'm praying. And I said, wait, am, would I be ready for that type of miracle? Lay hands on him. Yeah. Raise you know, him from the dead, yes. which the scripture talks about. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the scary thing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this verse is so beautiful. And I want to use it as a foundation for, for this as we continue. John 16, 12. In John 16, 12, uh, it's so beautiful. Um, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he's talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit you know, he said that, you know, I've come to bring, um, uh, you know, judgment upon the earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, I come to bring 
to convince the world of sin. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. comes, he the comforter, yep. Pharisees come, he's going to you know, convict the world of sin. So he will be convincing humanity mm -hmm. of their sinfulness, all right, of righteousness because it's now available through Christ, mm -hmm. of judgment because the prince of this world is now judged. So the very one that this cosmic conflict is being led by is now being judged, sentences mm -hmm. being passed on yep. him. But then Jesus says to them, because that was deep, that was deep. He says, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. And that word bear in the Greek means that you can't carry the weight of this information. Mm. And of course, we think we can. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. we, we put ourselves, at, like, when, like when Jesus said to, to, to Peter, you know, Satan seeks to have you and sift you as we, you know. <laughs> and Peter says, you know, um, he said, but I prayed for you, but uh, your faith failed you not, Jesus said. But then Peter says, you know, though others abandon you, I'm ready to go to jail. <laughs> He's scattered with the rest of them. So we think a lot of ourselves in terms of what we think our relationship with God is mm -hmm. and what we think we're capable of. And then God has to use circumstances to prove to us we're not what we yep. think, you know? So we're gonna go through this list and, and, and let me say this to you, even though I talk about all of this in relationship to prayer, all right? No matter where you are, God will always meet you where you are. Yes. So you don't have to have mm -hmm. a seminar degree so in order to pray. <laughs> yes. You don't, you don't have to be smart and all that. No, God will always meet you where you are. But as you grow and move from one level of life to another, one level of spiritual maturity to another, God invites you mm -hmm. into spaces of knowledge, into spaces of information yep. that he wants to share. Because remember, God just doesn't see you by yourself. He says we are co-laborers. We are laborers together with him. He has a mission, a redemptive mission. Redemption is his passion and motivation, not annihilation. <laughs> it's not that God so hated the world that he murdered his only son, like I heard someone put it, but it's that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God wants to transform relationships. Yes to ultimately bring it to what Jesus says are the greatest commandments, that people love God mm -hmm. and love each other. That's a whole lot of repairing that has to be done, but that's God's heart. That's his mission. And when you pray, mm -hmm. God's inviting you in to your heart. So you've now got to elevate your, your mind, you know, the place of, of, of consciousness. You know, that's where our thoughts, our perceptions, our perspectives are. So when you pray, God wants to elevate your mind to bring you to his perspectives, his way of seeing, his way of looking and understanding. Because usually we pray out of our own brokenness and woundedness, mm -hmm. which James talks about, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> but James says, you ask so that you can consume it on your lust. Yeah, yep. You ask amiss. Mm -hmm. And that word amiss means grievously. In other words, you're asking out of your own woundedness and brokenness, not out of the image of Christ that's being formed in mm. you. Prayer, the gift of access, yep. where God invites you to communicate with him, to commune with him. And I will tell you, if there's anything that will 
take your prayer life to another level, it's crisis. <laughs> and we are in a crisis in this current pandemic. So we want to talk about yes. you elevating your mind, elevating your heart, elevating your will in the context of prayer. And couple fasting with that, which means letting go of what's material. And Jesus said, you know, man shall not live by, by bread alone. He was simply saying, don't reduce your life to satisfying your physical needs because you are so much more than just your physical body. Mm -hmm. Who you really are is that soul that's inside of that body. We got to stop here. Yeah, that was good. That, that was, I, I'm like, yeah, I, didn't, I got caught up, you know, and I'm like, man, I, got, I don't have my phone on me. I well, take we my know, notes. Can, can, can you take notes while we're doing this? Yes, uh, family? yes, family, right? I got to figure out what camera to look at yeah. now. Can, can you take notes? Is that okay? Yes, I need to take notes. Well, it's been good. Been good sharing. I hope people are being blessed uh, by these interactions. Um, You'll be, you know, also um, giving some information that I want them to hear come from you because you're just in that apologetic mindset <laughs> as we continue to, to build, to Thank grow, you. to learn together. Yes. And that's what it's all about, family. Mm -hmm. We're all on this spiritual journey together at different levels of faith, understanding, maturity, knowledge, etc. But we're still together on mm -hmm. this journey, just as we are together right now during this time of crisis. I love you. Pastor Karen loves you. She sends her love. And CCC loves you. Thank you for being a member. Thank you for being a partner. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a supporter. And we want you to continue that support, especially if you believe that more people need to hear and experience what we bring to you mm -hmm. on a weekly basis. Yes. Family, the, um, everybody's journey has a uniqueness to it. Don't get caught up comparing your walk, your growth, your pace uh, that's good. with somebody else. Yeah. Uh, you are where you are. Uh, you can speed up your own growth by hunkering down. Uh, Ravi Zachariah said it this way. He said, your time in solitude with God through prayer will prepare you for your times of darkness within your soul. Ooh, say it again. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. That's good. That's good preaching. <laughs> your time with God, time of solitude with God, not isolation, but your time of solitude with God through prayer will prepare you and your soul for the dark times. Mm. And that's where we are right now. And, and uh, Dr. Noir, thank you for that word. Uh, I'm excited, excited to hear more about it. Uh, you, you have, you know, reshaped my lens when it comes to prayer. Uh, not because I, I, I look for the genie aspect of it, but just, you know, on an intellectual level, uh, the way we approach God mm -hmm. uh, is, is, is you, you cause me to say, wow, you know, I need to really approach him. Somebody said it once. He said, never go to a coffee break asking for 10 minutes of somebody's time without having 10 minutes of content to discuss. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Come so, with some substance. Yes. <laughs> so when we approach God, we need to come with some substance. Yeah. Yep. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus asked, what do you want? Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much. And let's, let's we talk about prayer. Let's end off with some prayer. Uh, uh, Dr. Nard.
I'm gonna pray again. Yeah, we are always. You know, we, we always want to take advantage of you being in, the pre- you know, being in your presence and having you pray. Yeah, you know, this is a time where the words that 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 were spoken by Jesus to John in the Book of Revelation, he showed him things past, things present, but before he could show him things to come, he said to him come up higher. Mm. And that means elevate your mind, elevate your perspective, your thinking, your perceptions in order to appreciate all the things, the wonderful things that I want to share with you. That's good. That's what prayer is all about. So let's go to the Lord. Let's exercise (laughs) that gift of access that we can go to him boldly, confidently to the throne of grace that we might obtain his mercy, his grace. especially in times of need. Father, thank you. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for all of the years of shaping and forming Christ in me and Christ in the ministry of Christian Cultural Center. Thank you for the good, bad, and the ugly because Mm -hmm. that's made us who we are today. Thank you and forgive us for our shortcomings along the way, for our failures along the way. But thank you that we've grown and continue to grow. Our heart is to help people know you, know themselves, and live out their calling and their purpose. So, Lord, touch the audience, wherever they may be, whatever platform they're joining us on, and not only touch them, but use them to touch someone else with the message and with the spirit of this service. Bless them, Lord. Keep them safe. Give them your wisdom. Let them follow protocol in that wisdom and continue to strengthen them. And Father, I pray this, that those who are overwhelmed by anxiety and fear and and depression, all right, let them know, don't be ashamed. Seek help, seek counseling. It's out there for you. Avail yourself of it. God will bless you for taking those steps. Amen. We love you. We thank Jesus for all of you. Be blessed. Amen. 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 Well, once again, family, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, And if you're out there watching and uh, you've been watching, whether it's been for the past couple of weeks or for today, and you want to go and develop a growing relationship with God, Jesus is the way. And if you want to enter a relationship with Jesus, we ask that you text SAVED to 631-250-4770 or call 888-450-6729. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. And I think this is it. Uh, wrap up time? Yes. <laughs> so let's say something good. As we leave this place with never God's presence. Never God's presence. <laughs> Jesus is Lord, period. period. We, we believe it, we, we proclaim, proclaim it, and, and we're, we're seeing it come, come to pass. pass. God bless and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in to the A.R. Bernard podcast. I hope you were enriched by the information and or the conversation. Make sure, subscribe by clicking the link in the bio to gain more information about me and the work that I'm doing. Again, thank you and God bless.